0: I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. Be on the lookout as well for my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, which is being published in September 2020. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, based in Woburn, Massachusetts, I'm really excited to continue our conversation this week with Kit Pang. Kit is a public speaking and virtual presentation skills expert, and he is the founder of Boston Speaks, an organization devoted to helping everyday people become natural public speakers. We began our conversation with Kit last week, and he's going to continue sharing with us his thoughts and observations on bravery in the workplace. Let's go back to our podcast. Kit, when you think about bravery, you know, what words or phrases come to mind when you think about it in the workplace?
1: Uh, the first word that came up is uh, consistency. I think you have to keep on, first, you want to be brave, but you have to keep up that consistency and build that muscle. Being brave is not only just a one-time thing. I think it's a muscle that you work on and you get better and better at it. Like kind of being assertive, you know, not in a bad way, but it's a, it's a muscle that you can flex. Uh, Eddie, can I turn this around on you? And as you a few questions, I want to give you some some scenarios and get your thoughts on how people can handle being more brave at it. One thought that came to mind, so at Harvard Business School, one of the scariest things for students is they have to speak up in class because 50% of their participation are into the grade, okay, 50%. Mm -hmm. So when they put in, let's say 100, 200 people in a room... And 50% of the grade are actually going back to participation. They actually have a real system of like, okay, who spoke up before? They have a whole lighting system for the teacher. Okay, who did not speak up? You know, they, they can mark them off like that. So, in this situation, if they have to participate and speak up in front of 100 or 200 people who are maybe the smartest because they're at Harvard, how do you think they can be brave then?
0: I don't know. Uh (laughs) I'm still shocked to hear that Harvard has a technology system that tells a teacher who has spoken up and who hasn't spoken up, let alone figuring out, you know, you just got to raise your hand, I guess, and say, you know, I'm going in.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm trying to relate this back to work, too, because this is sometimes the same thing. We're in a meeting, you know. Sometimes only certain people speak up. But then, of course, we all want participation. You know, I think looking at different scenarios will really help tie everything back together.
0: Definitely. And, you know, we talked a uh, a lot with past guests about meetings and how people behave in meetings and why it is only certain people who speak up. And, you know, I think those people who do speak up more frequently, there are a number of reasons. One is personality. They just may have a more extroverted personality and need to think out loud versus somebody who's more introverted and thinks about it quietly and will participate later. But I think this idea that you have that I want to go back on is this muscle building, this consistency, right? It's this true statement that once you do something, it keeps getting easier and easier and easier. You just got to kind of get over that hump in order to start doing it. And I think that's true for a lot of things in life, not just public speaking or talking up at a meeting, but a lot of things in life that the more you do it, the easier it can get. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can I talk about the four reasons why people are scared of speaking? Yeah, absolutely. Love to hear it. This will help people learn how to be brave. Sometimes if they understand, this will help gain clarity. The first reason why people are scared of public speaking is because they don't have task mastery. If you want to ride a bicycle, you just can't watch YouTube videos all day long about riding the bike. You have to get on there and ride the bike. When I say task mastery, it's repetition plus risk, okay? So let's say you want to learn how to swim. If you can swim two laps already, you're comfortable. But if you want to give yourself a challenge, swim two laps in one minute, okay? So each time you go for a repetition, you add a little bit of a risk, As well, Well, maybe next time you spend three laps in one minute. It's the same thing with being brave or speaking up. Well, you speak up this time. Maybe you speak up three times at the meeting. Or maybe next time you share a story and that's the risk. So task mastery is a big one.
0: And so that's a little bit uh, like baby steps that do it once one week or one month and then the next month do it twice, right? Keep building that skill set. But I think what you're also saying is that in order to get better at it and to feel braver, you have to do it, right? You can't just watch videos and watch others and say, gosh, I wish I was more like that person, but you actually have to jump in and do it. And the more you do it, the more likely it is that you'll do it again.
1: Yeah, now again, the part I want to emphasize is risk. Let's say you're still riding a bike, but with training wheels, one day you have to take them off, okay? You still have to increase that risk, even though you're doing repetitions. The second reason is it's high stakes. We get into a situation and we think it's high stakes for us, even though for everyone else, there's probably nothing. We think we are on the line. If we say something wrong, it goes back on us. It can have something to do with our careers if we do something wrong. So it's high stakes for us. And the way to get over that is, well, how can we lower the stakes or make the stakes lower? Of course, that's different in every single situation
0: you know i just want to jump in and say that that arena is huge for folks especially in the workplace and this is a whole nother conversation but this drama that we create for ourselves in a meeting where we say well i'm not going to say something because if i say something it's going to come back or if i'm wrong or maybe we already talked about it i'm going to look foolish right we create all these stories going on in our head and the next thing we know the meeting's over and I never, yeah. <laughs> I never had a chance to say something because my head is just reeling with this influence of high stakes. And sometimes the stakes I create are higher in my head than they really are, right? I mean, people at meetings are expecting you to participate. You're in a chair at a meeting. If there's six people, we're expecting six voices to be heard, not three voices, not one voice, but six voices. So there is an expectation that you weigh in. And there are lots of easy transition statements you can make so that you're not creating higher stakes, and there really are. So I love that perspective, Kit.
1: Exactly. I know we're short on time, so I'm just going to go through three and four. The third reason is um, adrenaline. People don't know how to handle their body and their minds when they have adrenaline. It's not that we're scared of adrenaline. It's sometimes when we have that adrenaline, our body shuts off our mind is going frantic, and we don't know how to calm ourselves. So let's say an Olympian needs to have that adrenaline to run 10 times faster. Sometimes when people get in front of speaking, they have that adrenaline too, but they get so nervous, they don't know how to use that adrenaline. The unnatural way to handle fear of anything is to take a beta blocker. And sorry, listeners and Ed, there's a lawnmower in, in
0: front of <laughs> it's called it's called real life kid. Called don't real worry life. about it
1: and so we have to adapt to the situation they have this new service and now they're mowing the lawn so if you guys can hear that in the background my apologies uh, but when it comes to adrenaline the unnatural way to deal with fear is to take a beta blocker it stops adrenaline from pumping to the heart and so if you take it it's going to be like a, a lion came in and you're going to say oh hi kitty Nothing happens, okay? I'm going to say, don't do it. There's a lot of side effects. But it's almost guaranteed to work most of the time. It just has bad, bad, bad side effects. The natural way to handle your adrenaline is to calm your body down and breathe. Because when you naturally breathe, your heart rate goes back down. Mm -hmm. We know when we get nervous, our body tenses up. Our mind goes all over the place. So the third reason why people get scared of speaking They don't know how to handle the adrenaline. We will get the adrenaline. They just don't know how to handle it.
0: And so is this the person who, before they go out to speak or talk, talk about a fast heart pace or their hands are getting sweaty? Is that all related to kind of the physical impact of adrenaline?
1: Well, you know, when you are saying being brave, okay, being brave, there's a moment where you have to be brave, okay? So in that moment, that's when the adrenaline will come. But the people who are brave, they know how to take a breath and go through with it and say, hey, I got this, mm-hmm. even though their body is shaking. Mm-hmm. So it's that moment that they have to work on again and again. I'll c- come back, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to work on that part. The fourth reason, this is a funny one, but it's in our DNA that we might be scared of speaking. There are certain types of breeds of dogs who are actually more nervous than other types of breeds of dogs. Of course, we're not dogs. So my wife took a DNA test. It's called 23 Me," uh, like a year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was more for the DNA aspect. But there was a fun part that also told her that she is more likely to be scared of public speaking. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I want to take the same thing too. <laughs> and I took the test and it says, I'm, I'm not likely to be scared of public speaking. Of course, they combine all the data from all the millions of people that they took it. Of course, there's other things like, you do not like scalians, that, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. What I am saying though, is how we grew up. is the It's our culture, is our parents, it's our friends, it's our workplace. But there is a little aspect, DNA. There are some clients that I work with oh man, it takes such a long time to help them even get over the fear of public speaking. And these are the type of people, I'm going to say it's in their DNA.
0: Right. Well, look, I would want to recap your four items for our listeners because I think those four items, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here, apply to all acts of bravery in the workplace, whether it's public speaking or speaking up at a meeting, which is a huge area of opportunity for so many people. And so your four areas are task mastery, the management of higher stakes adrenaline management and that it's in our dna and we need to navigate what's in our dna in order to communicate and speak with people more comfortably
1: yeah exactly that's great ed
0: great great well listen kit your observations and experiences are fantastic thank you so much for being on our podcast today do you have any ways that folks can get in touch with you
1: Yeah, Thank you for asking. They can go to bostonspeaks.com or connect with me on LinkedIn at uh, Kit Pang.
0: Great. And when we post the podcast, those two links will be posted as well. And so folks will have access to it directly. So Kit, thanks again for chatting with us today. It was really great speaking to you.
1: Thank you so much. I, I greatly enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: Great. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore Being Brave at Work. We also welcome you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple, Overcast, CastBox. We are everywhere. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to Be Brave at Work. Have a great week.